What's up, everybody? It's me, your boy, Ruby Rube, coming at you from the Gathering Strength Podcast, the podcast that dives into the power of unity, collaboration, and the competitive spirit. Join me as I explore how coming together, whether as a team, a community, or simply as an individual, now this is going to be able to lead us to incredible achievements and personal growth. Now, I recently finished the San Francisco Marathon, and upon reflection... Man, I was able to pull out some gems. Not not gems, some gems. I asked myself, hey, you know, what did you learn? And today I'm going to be talking about what I learned from running this past weekend's San Francisco Marathon. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to uncover the concept of synergy, where combined efforts produce results greater than the sum of individual contributions. From understanding the principles of team lifting to exploring the drafting effect. Do you know what the drafting effect is? Well, hey, if not, good. Because you're going to learn today. And Warren Buffett, he's the one who said, the more you learn, the more you earn. And by golly, you're going to learn today. Together, we're going to examine how collaboration and support can elevate our lives and endeavors to new heights. Oh, yeah, we're going to get high today. Past the dochi upon the left-hand side. Amongst that, we're also going to discover how the competitive spirit drives us to strive for excellence. This is going to allow us to seek continuous improvement and overcome challenges with resilience and determination. Mm, get some. Are you hungry? I'm hungry. Hey, how about a bowl of determination? We're going to explore the positive impact of healthy rivalry and the relentless pursuit of success in various domains, from sports to professional aspirations and beyond. Join me. Come on, I'm holding out my hand. Put on your boots, get a few granola bars, and hey, pack up your fanny pack, because we're going to explore some stories of teamwork, camaraderie, and I'm going to share with you some triumphs that I was able to experience over this last weekend. Now, when individuals unite towards a common purpose, hey, that's all good. That's what we want. We want to collaborate and coalesce with people who are like-minded, who have growth mindsets, and who are continuously striving for what's better. I'm going to steal a catchphrase from my buddy, Harold Allen Jr., the ultra-marathon runner. I'm going to tell you to buckle up and get ready to be inspired. Gathering Strength, my podcast is going to empower you to harness the potential of collaboration, embrace the joy of healthy competition, and create a life filled with fulfillment, growth, and collective achievements. Let's gather our strength together, and together we'll conquer new horizons. I'm your host. Did I even tell you my name yet? Oh, you already know who it is. It's your boy, Ruby Rube, and you damn right. We gonna get it in today. Now I'm going to encourage you to put on your weightlifting belt, get some chalk on your hands, get your your wrist straps, and we're gonna lift some heaviness. We're gonna lift some weights right now, some mental weights. Thank you for joining me. If you're new to the podcast, give me a like, give me a subscribe, give me a follow, gimme, gimme, gimme. And in return, I'm gonna be giving you some things to think about. These are some thoughts, some experiences, some little introspection that I used within my own life that, uh, you know, 
delivered me from my own pit, from my own darkness, from my own wilderness. And some of these concepts that I have been able to learn and to apply help deliver me from those dark wildernesses. And they pretty much, you know, delivered me into my own little promised land where, you know, the milk is flowing like milk and honey. I'm rooting for you. You can do it. Whatever journey you're on, hey, I'm sure it's going to take some some grit, some determination, some resilience. And with our due diligence, hey, we'll, we'll get there together. Now, the first thing that I'm going to talk about in regards to what I learned running the San Francisco Marathon is, hey, Pacers, they are an asset. This was my first time that I ever ran with a Pacer. I never considered it before. But man, I found it to be very helpful. Uh, psychologically, you know, it's one of those things. It, w- it was similar to like a pace car. And it reminds me of how Kipchoge, the GOAT, the best marathon runner of all time, he had a project. And his project was to be the first human ever to run a sub two hour marathon. And the way that he did it was with a bunch of pacers, and he also had a pace car. And while he was chasing down that car, it stood, like, you know, a little bit ahead of him. And it laid down before him like a laser. And that laser was the pace that if he wanted to break a sub-two-hour marathon, he was going to need to be in front of that laser or you know like at least like damn near close on top of that laser. Now, I didn't realize it, but the pacers in a marathon, <laughs> you know, they are your pacers. They're the ones who are going to get you to your desired time. They're the ones with enough experience to be able to conserve and spend their energy accordingly to hit that time. Now, I had nestled myself in between the pace of 3 hours and 20 minutes and 3 hours and 35 minutes. Now, I I ended up uh, finishing at 3 hours and 36 minutes. But man, you know what? For the entire time, all the way up until mile 23, I was like right in between those guys. I was able to see the flag of the 3 hours and 20 minutes and I was able to see... Or here and keep behind me the guy carrying the three hour and 35 minute uh, pacing flag. And it wasn't until mile 23 where there was a big ass hill. And you know what? I was starting to get a little bit too excited. Um, I, I wasn't drinking as much fluid and I started to develop like a little bit of a cramp. And I was like, you know what? I need to slow down. I need to um, rein in my horses before I pull a hammy or blow a Achilles tendon, you know, because ultimately the goal is to finish the marathon. I don't want to have a blowout at mile 23 and prevent myself from even crossing the finish line because, hey, you know, that is always a reality. And now at, at mile 23, I'm charging up that hill and, oh yeah, I, I start to cramp up a little bit. And then slowly but surely, there's that damn pacer keeping his pace of three three hours and 35 minutes he slowly starts to uh get a little bit further and further away from me ultimately ultimately like i said i finished at three hours and 36 minutes 
And I found that, man, that the pacer, if I wasn't running with the pacer, if I wasn't aware of where that pacer was, then, you know, there was probably some times where I could have, you know, bitched out a little bit and just been like, hey, you know, take it easy, Ruben, enjoy it. But because I saw the the pacers and, you know, I, I was comparing myself to them on a respectable level. I was, you know, looking at the guy and I noticed he was older than me and he he looked like a a, a, a substitute teacher. And, you know, I, I c- compared myself to him and I was like, you know, if this guy can do it, you know, I can do it. So my competitive spirit came out and when I was running and I was, you know, just looking around, I was taking inventory of just the whole scene and some of the people who were running with that pacer, I was like, dude, you know what? This guy, he's a little on the chunky side, and he's keeping up with the pacer. This guy over here is a tall, you know, he's like six foot five, super skinny. If, if he can keep up with that guy. And then I saw his, uh, his pacing partner. She was an older lady. I ended up getting pictures with him at the end of the marathon because, you know, I was humbled by them. I was feeling honored to have been able to keep up with them. I was, you know, just feeling gratitude, appreciation, you know, for everything. So I, I went up to both of them and I, and I and I snapped a, a quick selfie. I will share that on my social media page. If you want to go see what my pacers look like, uh, connect with me in the show notes. You can um, find all of my social media links in my link tree, which is going to be in the show notes. So go over and you can check out uh, the pacers. Now, as I was running along with this uh, pacing group in between those two pacers, you know, I felt like one of those draft horses. And it reminded me of the of the uh, information that I heard about those draft horses. Now, I mentioned this briefly on the prior episode. episode, but one single draft horse can pull 8,000 pounds by itself. And now you think that, you know, adding another draft horse, that's going to double its efforts. And now those two draft horses are going to be able to pull 16,000 pounds collectively. Nope. But that's not how it works. If you link up two draft horses together, they now pull 24,000 pounds. Uh, no, yeah, 24,000 pounds, two draft horses by themselves, can pull 8,000 pounds individually, but as a duo, they don't double their pulling efforts. They collectively can pull 24,000 pounds. Now, here's why. Now, those draft horses, when two of them pull together, they can pull more than just the sum of what each horse can pull individually. This phenomenon is known as team lifting or the drafting effect, and it occurs due to several reasons. Number one is going to be combined strength. Draft horses are powerful animals with strong muscles and robust skeletal structures. When two horses work together, their combined strength allows them to generate more force than a single horse could produce alone. Synchronization. Horses pulling together can synchronize their movements, which optimizes their pulling efficiency. When they move in tandem, they force uh, the force they generate is directed in the same direction, resulting in a more effective and coordinated pulling action. 
Now, don't worry. This podcast episode is not going to be about draft horses. I'm going to be tying this in to how it affects us humans. But a couple more notable aspects that, you know, is applicable to understanding. Um, I already talked about combined strength, synchronization. Utilization of inertia is also a benefit of the team lifting or drafting Effect. Now, when two horses start pulling a heavy load, they initially need to overcome the inertia of the load. Working together, they can generate enough force to break the initial resistance more effectively. Once the load starts moving, it becomes easier to maintain the momentum, and the additional force from the second horse can keep the load in motion. Now, because horses are mammals, humans are mammals, we both have milk and titties. Uh, This one is going to be something that is directly relatable to us humans. Now, um, shared effort. Draft horses are social animals. They tend to be more motivated when working together with a partner. The shared effort can lead to increased motivation and better performance. Now, this is something that I experience when running with a marathon pacer. Now, because both us horses... And humans, we're both mammals. Both of us are motivated when we are interlinked in a social group. And when I was running with those pacers and the the collective group, you know, I I was motivated. I was able to analyze, you know, the people uh, who were moving in and out of that group, and you know, there was a shared experience. There was a, a boost of morale. And, you know, I found that that was much more powerful than me running by myself. Now, when I do my training, uh, my long runs are on the weekend. And, you know, I don't have the luxury of training with a another person who can, you know, one, keep up with my pace or who is even really motivated to go out at, you know, four o'clock in the morning and run 20 miles at a, you know, a, a hard pace. I don't know anyone like that. And, you know, I'm also not willing to travel, to go drive, I don't know, 30 minutes to pay for a, a group to run with because, you know, I, I figure that, you know, all right, so it's going to take me 30 minutes to get there. And man, 30 minutes, that's uh, four miles, four miles that that I could have ran. And then 30 minutes coming back, hey, that's another four miles. That's a total of eight miles that I could have spent running. Yeah, sure, you know, they are by myself. But, you know, I'm also a highly motivated individual. And, you know, I can can get the job done. Of course, I am going to have those those psychological benefiting factors contributing to a better performance like you know being boosted uh, by the collective group on a morale level uh, but it's like man I, I I also you know I, I don't like having to be somewhere at a particular time especially on the weekends I, I need to be able to step out my door w- when my energy level is feeling the highest. And if my energy level is feeling the highest at, you know, 420, or if I need to do a couple more things and my energy level is, is going to be peaking at 445, you know, then I need to go when my energy is the highest. And, you know, who knows, maybe that is one little thing that I'm blind to that is preventing me from 
breaking through to the uh, to the next barrier. But it's something that uh, I've I learned. I'm gonna reflect on it, think about it, and ultimately, you know, hey, keep it moving. Now back to those draft horses because, you know, it is applicable to us humans. Combining all of the factors that I just mentioned, the pulling capacity of two draft horses working together can be significantly enhanced, often surpassing the sum of their individual pulling capacities. However, it is important to note that the exact increase in pulling capacity may may not always be precisely three times. It can vary based on specific conditions and the individual strength of the horses involved. Hey, you know, much, much like... The people in the marathon, you know, uh, just because you are, you know, you have your sights set on these pacers, uh, you know, maybe you can't keep up with the pace. Maybe they're going a little bit too slow. And in that case, you need to break away from them and uh, charge forward. But ultimately, that was one of the lessons that I learned in this marathon was the impact on a psychological level of running with the pacer. Now, in regards to that drafting effect and the team lift and those those drafting horses, it reminds me of a concept that I learned called synergy. Now, what is synergy? Hey, glad you asked. Now, synergy, that is a concept that refers to the interaction or cooperation of two or more elements, components, or individuals to produce a combined effect that is greater than the sum of their separate effects. In other words, when elements work together synergistically, the result is a combined output or outcome that is more significant or more effective than what could have been achieved if each element had worked independently. Now, like I had mentioned before, I have never ran with a pacer before and because of that you know i i ran slower now during this marathon i was able to set a little pr for myself and i'm gonna have to pay some homage and give credit where credit is due and i believe it was because of the pacers that i ran with and it's you know they were there i i I got some moral support from it and ultimately my competitive spirit came out Now, the concept of synergy, um, that is going to underscore the idea that the whole can be greater than the sum of its parts. It highlights the potential for increased efficiency, effectiveness, and value when elements, individuals, or entities work together harmoniously and complementary. Synergy is often sought after in various contexts as it offers the opportunity for enhanced performance and results through collaboration and integration. Now, here I am, you know, just showing up to the marathon by myself. And, you know, ultimately, you know, we are all individuals, but because we banded together and we ran the the whole entire course together, you know, we offered something to each other that couldn't be bought. Now, if we were all to run that that uh, marathon pace or that marathon course by ourselves individually with no one there, no one, uh, you know, spectating, no one cheering us on, no support, no, no, nothing. Uh, uh, you know, you can bet your bottom dollar that we would have all collectively ran that, you know, much slower, but because we were bringing everything that I had just mentioned, you know, we were able to cross that finish line at a much faster 
a faster pace. And who knows? You know what? My presence could have been bringing some strength and, you know, some more perseverance, uh, perseverance to that guy. Because, man, uh, you know, that pacer, he signs up to be a part of a community to help other people. And it probably felt good to him that he was contributing something that was bringing value to other people. And, you know, it was a reciprocal exchange because the pacer got something out of it. I got something out of it. And you know what? We all get to go home happy. Now, having a firm understanding of these drafting horses, synergy, and the overall team lift, this is this can uh, benefit your life because it applies in different aspects such as teamwork, ca- uh, collaboration, and positive interactions. And the first way that it can improve your life is improved relationships. Recognizing the value of synergy can enhance your relationships with others. When you understand that working together and supporting each other can lead to better outcomes, you'll be more inclined to build positive and cooperative relationships with family, friends, colleagues, and teammates. Enhance teamwork skills. Understanding how synergy can make you better a better team player, you'll be more willing to con- uh, contribute your strengths, communicate effectively, and cooperate with others to achieve common goals. This can lead to a more satisfying and successful team experience. Increased empathy and understanding is also a benefit of understanding synergy, those drafting horses, the team lift, Because it emphasizes the idea that individuals are more potent when they come together, which can foster empathy and understanding. You'll be more open to appreciating different perspectives, valuing diverse contributions, and collaborating with people from different backgrounds. A big uh, positive aspect of understanding this is motivation and support. Embracing the concept of synergy can inspire and motivate you to seek support from others and provide support in return. Knowing that together you can achieve more, you will be willing to lend a helping hand and you'll be more receptive to accepting help when needed. You know, uh, this was a big... um, a big thing that I learned running this marathon was the motivation and support because, hey, you know, typically, or I would say predominantly, I'm a lone wolf. You know, I, I do things on my own. Like I said before, I don't know many men who are doing the things that I do. Of course, hey, you know, they're out there. There are millions of people who are doing what I do, but I don't, I don't know anyone personally. And like I said, I'm not willing to travel super far to go and do these things that, you know, I I can do on my own. But, you know, this is something that I'm going to be praying for, praying about. And I hope that, you know, uh, I hope that my God, Jesus Christ, can deliver me some, some people, deliver me some draft horse type guys so I can, you know, throw my reins and connect with them and we can push and pull a little bit harder. Because, hey, I know that the individual, hey, they're, they're strong by themselves. But man, when you get a group of strong men collectively pulling and pushing, hey, we're going to be able to produce three times as much. And man, I, I look forward to that. Hey, so if you are one of these these uh, workload type men, hey, holla at you, boy, Ruby Rube. I want to I connect with you. 
Uh, let's see. Hey, you know what? On top of everything that I just mentioned, another positive attribute of understanding this concept of team drafting is positive influence. By embracing the concept of synergy, you can positively influence those around you. Your your willingness to work cooperatively, acknowledge the strengths of others, and promote teamwork can inspire others to do the same. Just like I have been inspired by other strong men, hey, I hope that I'm able to inspire other people to, you know, look at their lives and analyze their weaknesses and then do something about it rather than blaming other people for their circumstances like your boy Ruby Rube used to do. But hey, not anymore. Extreme ownership, extreme accountability. You know, I I wish that this would uh, be something that goes without saying. I don't want to come off like I know all the answers. I definitely don't. But hey, man, I, I know how the world works a little bit. You know, I've been able to avoid many pits. I have avoided stepping off many cliffs. And I want to prevent others from you know, from the same hardships and headaches that that I went through myself. There's an old saying that, hey, we can learn from our own mistakes, but a wise man learns from other men's mistakes. Now, when you collectively push and pull with like-minded individuals, this enhances your learning and your growth. Acknowledging the benefits of collaboration and collective effort can lead to a mindset of continuous learning and growth. You'll be more open to seek new knowledge, valuing different perspectives, and adapting your approach based on shared experiences. Amen. Hallelujah right there. Because, man, you know, my journey uh, has only led me down these paths. But, of course, another individual, they have so much more you know, stories, wisdoms, experience, knowledge, skills that, you know, I, I'm just not privy to. And that's why it is beneficial to connect with other like-minded individuals who are on their way. Now, uh, one last thing to hang our hats up on this synergy aspect of, uh, you know, these, these damn draft horses. Understanding this concept is going to enhance your fulfillment and bring you a sense of community. Embracing the idea of synergy can lead to a sense of fulfillment and belonging. Engaging in collaborative endeavors and building connections with others can create a sense of community and enrich your overall life of experience. Now, understanding the concept of synergy, the drafting and the pulling and these draft horses, this can have a profound impact on your life. And I don't know about you, but I'm trying to get right. I'm trying to, you know, level up. I'm trying to go the distance. And man, this is why I am, you know, open to, to the path of learning. Now, when you understand this stuff, this is going to lead to improved relationships, teamwork skills, problem-solving abilities, and a more positive and collaborative approach to personal and professional endeavors. It can contribute to personal growth, enrich your social interactions, and foster a sense of community, ultimately leading to a more fulfilling and satisfying life. Yeah, I get it. You know what? Your life, I'm sure you're great, grand, you have it all good, and your life is fulfilling, but you know, wouldn't you want your life to be a little bit more fulfilling, a little bit more satisfying, a little bit less friction, a little bit less headaches? 
Uh, I know I would. And you know what? This is why I'm stepping out on the path that I'm stepping out on. Now, uh, the last thing that I learned about myself in this last marathon was my competitive spirit. I learned that I am much stronger than I give myself credit for because the week leading up to it, man, I had a little bit of the taper worries where I was doubting my strengths, my dedication. I was doubting my, my, my output. I was just, you know, doubting a lot of the things that I did and didn't do because I am a flawed uh, fallible human being, you know, uh, I, I just do the best that I can. And, you know, the best that I can, sometimes I even fall short of that. But come that race day, that morning, you know, my competitive spirit, meanwhile, I, I'm not even competing with anybody. I am competing, uh, you know, primarily uh, against myself, just hey, what 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 are you made of, Ruby Rube? What can you do? You say this, you say that. All right, hey, let let's see if uh, your your bite is as big as your your bark. And you know something that the Pacers unleashed in me was that competitive spirit. Like I said before, I wasn't competing against them, but hey, man, this is a a race. It just came out of me. So, the competitive spirit, this refers to the innate drive and motivation within individuals to strive for success, achieve excellence, and outperform others in various competitive endeavors. It is a psychological and emotional characteristic that pushes people to challenge themselves, set high goals, and work relentlessly to achieve them. Key characteristics of the competitive spirit include... Number one is going to be the desire to win. Individuals with a competitive spirit have a strong desire to win or come out on top. They are highly motivated by the prospect of success and are willing to put in the effort and dedication required to achieve their objectives. Now, this day and age, your boy Ruby Rube, I'm a 39 hairy, red-blooded American man. And these days... I don't even take L's anymore. I don't even lose. I can't lose. And the reason why is because even if I do lose, even if I do fail, even if I do come up short, my mindset is, hey, that is a win because I know that I, I know what went wrong. I'll be able to analyze the the game tape. I'll be able to figure it out and I'll be able to bounce back. So, man, these days with the right mindset, you too can be someone who doesn't take a, a loss anymore. And that is where I am at with my mindset. You know, even if I would have, for example, my, my goal was a sub four hour marathon. And let's say I, I got four hours and 15 minutes. You know, I would have been able to look deep with inside myself and I would have been able to see where I came up short and do some digging on onto why, analyze everything, and I would be able to figure out a game plan to strengthen why I, you know, didn't meet my my goal. And if it was something that I felt worthy enough to devote more time and energy into strengthening. Then you know I would have my I would have a conversation with myself then. But hey, your boy Ruby Rube, uh, I I got a three hour and thirty six minute pace, which is uh, my my new PR. 
Now, another characteristic of the uh, competitive spirit is a drive for improvement. Competitive individuals are continuously seeking opportunities to improve their skills, knowledge, and performance. They are not satisfied with mediocrity, and they are always looking for ways to enhance their abilities. Resilience, that is another characteristic of the competitive spirit, and that is also accompanied by determination. Even in the face of setbacks or failures, competitive individuals are driven to bounce back, learn from their experiences, and continue working towards their goals. Can I get an amen? Can I get a hallelujah? Another characteristic of the competitive spirit is going to be focus and concentration. Competitive individuals possess a strong sense of focus and concentration. They can maintain their attention on the task at hand, blocking out distractions, and staying committed to achieving their objectives. Now, early in the morning, you know, I have stated before that I'm an energy type, flowy type guy. I'm going to go with however my spirit is, uh, you know, pushing or pulling me. Now, um, before the race even was kicking off, you know, my spirit was like, hey, today is going to be a good day. Today is going to be a push day. We're going to push today, Ruby Rube. And I was in tune with my body, my mind, my spirit, all of that interconnectedness. It was all aligned and you know, according to the competitive spirit, you know, you're going to have deep focus and concentration. Now, if I would have not manifested or if that competitive spirit would have not reared its head and it would have not manifested on that day, then, you know, I wouldn't have been focused. I wouldn't have concentrated. You know what? There was a beautiful sunrise um, that was uh, beginning to develop. And if I wasn't focusing, um, if I wasn't focused or concentrating on the task at hand, which is running very far and very fast and very hard, I would have took out my cell phone, snapped some photos of the sunrise, and who knows of what else, you know. But hey, that competitive spirit—I was able to maintain my attention on the task at hand, and the task at hand was to get some. Oh, yeah. And I got some. I got some. All right. Another characteristic of the competitive spirit is going to be adaptability. A competitive spirit often goes hand in hand with it. Competitive individuals are willing to adjust their strategies, learn new skills, and take on challenges that may push them outside of their comfort zones. If you go back a few episodes, I talk about, you know, flow state. And hey, Man, when you are, you know, when that competitive spirit comes out, it is it is inevitable that if you are focused that you're going to dip and get deep into that flow state. A positive rivalry, that is part of the competitive spirit. Um, while competition can be fierce, individuals with a competitive spirit often view healthy rivalry as an opportunity for growth and improvement. They respect their opponents and see them as catalysts for pushing their own boundaries. So, for example, you know, going back to those pacers, you know, they don't know me. I don't know them. They don't even know that I have set a goal to keep up with them. They're just doing their thing. 
But, you know, in my little competitive mind, in one of the little mini games that I played with myself <laughs> was to, you know, view them as someone who I'm who is trying to beat me and I'm trying to beat them. It's a race between me and these pacers. But, you know, it, it was healthy. I wasn't, you know, going up to the guy and trash talking and saying how how badly that I was going to be beating him. Not once did I mention to him, hey, you're going to be eating my dust. Right? I didn't go up to him and tell him that I was going to eat his kids for breakfast like Mike Tyson did uh, uh, during a, a press conference when he was talking about Lennox Lewis. Nah, I didn't do any of that. I was, you know, lighthearted and I was, um, you know, kind of um, appreciative of that man, you know, putting in the work to gain the experience to run a hard marathon at, you know, at approximately that time. And that that is skill all on its on its own because man, that San Francisco Marathon it's all hills. A, a few more uh, characteristics of this growth spirit is going to be goal oriented. Now, a competitive individual sets specific, measurable, and challenging goals. They have a clear vision of what they want to achieve, and they channel their energy towards accomplishing these objectives. Love for challenges. Rather than shying away from challenges, competitive individuals embrace them. They strive on testing their abilities and taking on difficult tasks that push them to excel. Passion and dedication. The competitive spirit is often fueled by a deep passion for the activity or field in which the competition is taking place. The, uh, this passion drives individuals to invest time and effort, sometimes going above and beyond expectations. Check, check, and check. One last thing before we hang our hats up on this episode is going to be sportsmanship. Now, the competitive spirit drives individuals to seek victory, but it also drives a sense of sportsmanship and respect for the rules and integrity of the competition. True competitors can appreciate both winning and losing with grace. The, co- the competitive spirit can manifest in various domains of life, including sports, academics, professional careers, artistic pursuits, and other competitive arenas. When channeled positively, it can lead to personal growth, achievement, and the development of valuable skills. However, it is essential to balance competition with cooperation and sportsmanship to foster healthy and supportive environments for all participants. Now, here's a question to ask yourself. You know, are are you a competitive person? Look at your life and see where, you know, you are competitive and, you know, measure yourself amongst the things that I spoke about in this podcast and see how they um, contribute to your life. See see if you're able to relate to them in any aspect you know those, those drafting horses the competitive spirits and you know when you are pushing yourself and striving for you know something that is challenging you know it is imperative that you understand you know these aspects because you know this is going to help you push and pull a little bit harder and go a little bit further than you would have been able to on your own as a competitive individual myself i need other people to do their part because you know i don't want to go out and just dominate everybody i don't want to 
be the best? Even Rocky Balboa, he needs his Apollo Creed. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he needed his rivalry. You know, Tupac needed Biggie. And the 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 Roadrunner from the Looney Tunes, man, he needed that wild E coyote. Otherwise, it would have been a just a bird running around. Man, you need we need the competition. We need that competitive spirit to come out within all of us. And we need to know that when we connect with other people who are pushing and pulling and continuously striving for what is better, when we hook up and link with them, that is going to only benefit our lives. That will do it for the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, liking, and giving me a a, a subscribe or a subscription. I don't know. I think I failed that outro. Give me a like. Give me a subscribe. Give me a follow. And until next time, it's onward. Always onward.